0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week.
1: Take the quiz every weekday at the quiz.fox, and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course listen to the quiz at the quiz.fox.
2: Oh,
3: is it now? Yes, we can confirm. That we are back in action, comedy alive, from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we do every dang day from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is the high-flying, death-defying Fox across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon back in action on a busy Wednesday, where we will once again deliver some top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world, a world in which the mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez, is now hoping to lead. He is going to join us today uh, for an in-depth interview in which he attempts to make the case that he should be the leader of the free world. Wish him luck with that one. Uh, But he is now one of 873,000 people running for the Republican nomination for president. Uh, There's also going to be a little talk about Joe Biden. Uh, Because the president making headlines again this morning and not in the best way when it comes to foreign policy. Biden telling reporters that Vladimir Putin is losing the war in Iraq, which is a little bit of a concern because we're not fighting a
4: war in Iraq.
3: What does it all mean? What does it say about the times that we're living in? That's the discussion on the docket today. 888-788-788. Nine nine one zero is the phone number if you'd like to be a part of this shindig. Uh, if you were a part of last night's shindig on Gutfeld, thank you. thank you for watching. I always need the TV ratings. If you're watching the Fail vision tonight, I will be on with Dagan and Duffy on the bottom line uh, in the six p m hour, and then in the seven p m hour, uh, I'll be getting the band back together with Jesse Waters and his fabulous hair to have a grown-up talk about all things America. But we of course begin with some much needed you and me time. Yesterday, I did an hour of radio. Just, the, I mean, I have good hours. It's like I'm president. You just show up for like an hour a day. You don't have to do the gig anymore. I'm like the Jim Biden of radio. Uh, but yes, I had to film a top secret Fox News project that will be all over the television on July the 4th. So that's where I was yesterday. Emily Campagno valiantly filling in in my steed. Uh, but today we're going the distance. You get a Complete game out of your radio, buddy. So there you go. A big, uh, much-needed, I would argue, uh, win for the American people. But 888-788-9910 if you want to sip the sweet victory champagne. As we begin today's show, uh, things not looking good uh, in the Oval. Um, yep. Things not looking the best. I got to be honest. Uh This is crazy. We're going to get to the Biden stuff with the war in Iraq and everything in between. But the bigger revelations coming uh, around one Hunter Biden.
0: Hunter's a dirtbag.
3: And uh, the problem there, this is so bananas, man, is a second whistleblower has come forward. But bigger than that, a second WhatsApp message has come forward showing more evidence of a Biden shakedown. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. I mean, he's in trouble if anybody's paying attention. But let me give you this. And this is where the show really starts. It's always a pretty loose show when you come to Fox Across America. What do I say every day? I'm like, yeah, we got one rule on the show, man. You can be a Republican, be a Democrat, don't be a... I say that every day, every day on the show. And it's loose for that reason, because I always say, man, there's so many primal things. So many primal forces aligned against our national well-being. You know, the border's out of control. D.C. is corrupt. The two political parties now engaged in such a brazen battle for power that they're doing so at the expense of all of us. Okay, we're now rooting for parties harder than we're rooting for the country. That's not good. So I'm trying, oh, man, am I trying to create an environment, to create an atmosphere where we can agree to disagree. We can understand that this country wasn't founded on uniform agreement. This country was founded on all kinds of differences, but the point was we had the right to say and believe whatever the hell we wanted. Freedom! The whole point of moving to America is that you didn't have to disagree or agree, okay? You just had to be, okay? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's a different thing now. We're living in an America now where it's, you know, vote our way or you're a racist. Vote our way or you're a bigot. You know, you're a if you don't want naked men around your kids at the pride parade, you must be some kind of a hateful person. Democrats are so full of crap. No, but it's stupid because the, it's accelerating so quickly. OK, that's why I always try to keep the mood light is because our politics are accelerating like they're getting shot at us out of a fire hose now. It's so overwhelming. There's so much upheaval in society. And we've now thrown things that used to be pillars of Good faith conversation out the window like something like biology used to be something we could agree on boys are
0: boys
4: from the beginning if you were born a boy you stay a boy girls are girls right from the start if you were born a girl you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady okay and those little things
3: they used to be guidelines they used to be barriers That at the very least used to govern our political discourse in a way that there were boundaries to where we'd take our society. Once you eliminate biology, once you reconfigure the language, okay, anything, literally anything is now in play. That can't be good. Okay, once you, we believe that men can have babies, which is crazy, but that's what the follow the science crowd is telling you. No, no, men can have babies. They're crazy. That's stupid, okay? But they do that because they want the pushback. The pushback allows them to label you as a bigot. Oh, who's this bigot who hates the trans people? Who says this factually accurate thing about them not being able to have babies if they're men? Okay, do you understand? It's stupid. But that's where we are in our politics. We're in a dangerous place. And when you control the language, you control the people. And the party trying to implement all these new levers of control also happens to be the party that looks really corrupt right now. I got to tell you, the New York Times today corroborated the Republican reports that Merrick Garland, OK, and these reports were given to the Republicans by an IRS whistleblower. The New York Times now reporting that Merrick Garland lied when he said the DOJ didn't interfere into the Hunter election.
0: He should be behind bars.
3: I don't know if that was for Hunter or for Merrick Garland, but you might argue it should be for both of them. This is the latest text message. OK, this text message was sent in August of 2017 Okay, and it is a according to a tweet from the House Oversight Committee. Hunter was messaging Gongwen Dong, a CEFC China energy associate who used his nickname, Kevin. Okay, here's the Hunter message. I'm tired of this, Kevin. I can make five million in salary from any law firm in America. If you think it's about money, it's not. The Bidens are the best at doing exactly what chairman wants from this partnership. Please, let's not quibble over peanuts. House Oversight Republicans then provided a receipt showing that the very next day, one of Hunter's show companies, Owasco PC, was given a $10,000 down payment from the CEFC, the guy he had just texted.
5: What in the wide, wide world
3: of sports is going on here? Okay, it gets crazier, though, because the chairman he was referring to is the now missing Chinese oil tycoon Ye Ming, who disappeared in February 2018. 2018 after being taken into custody by Chinese authorities. Additionally, one of the IRS whistleblowers involved in the oversight and in the investigation is now speaking out on camera, Gary Shapely. He spoke with CBS last night. He'll be on with Brett Baer tonight. Okay, but essentially, the guy the money this was coming from allegedly was involved in gathering intelligence for the Chinese Communist Party. He was part of a spy operation. So a guy running a spy operation or at least in the business of probing U.S. intelligence, was now sending cash to the sitting vice president of the United States through his dirtbag kid. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem. And the reason you know it's only going to get bigger, and the reason you know there is a potential compromise here, and this matters whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, okay, he's the president. If he's compromised and he's governing at the whims of the people who hold leverage on him, That would very much explain, I mean, really bad decisions. I always say when you watch the Biden presidency, you feel like you're watching an NBA team that knows they're not going to make the playoffs, so they're trying to tank to get a better position in next year's draft. Okay, everything they seem to be doing is setting us back as Americans. Okay, spending their way into record levels of inflation hurts every American. It's not helping. Telling us we've got to spend more money on climate change. While we're sitting on a 40-year high in actual inflation. That is financial lunacy. Because you're also not only adding more debt, but devaluing our currency in the process, which will ultimately drive up the cost of goods. But bigger than that is none of these climate bills and none of these inflation reduction acts are actually doing anything to offset the problem. What a fraud. So it's almost like he's doing that to the detriment of the country. I don't want to believe he's just trying to harm us on purpose. But I do believe if the Chinese own this family and they've sent them $10 million, I do believe they're playing ball and pushing a lot of the critical things that will help benefit China. There's no two ways about it. And understand, the narrative out of the White House has shifted. It used to be, Mr. President, have you ever talked to your son about his business? No. Now the White House is flat out saying something different. Okay, let's start here. This is where it started with Biden.
5: I've never spoken to my son about his overseas ministerialist. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. Trump. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader if that's what happened? And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the presidency to try to do something to smear me.
3: You are so full of sh**. Never mind it when he says, oh, investigate Trump. Obviously a convenient pivot. But what is the accusation? Well, you should investigate Trump because he's using the levers of power of the office to bully overseas leaders. Here's Vice President Biden recounting what he did as vice president to a Ukrainian leader.
5: I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a <laughs> bitch you got fired.
3: Huh, oh, who? Oh, oh. So I guess we have some issues. <laughs> no, no issue. Nobody in the media wants to speak to the fact. That Joe Biden is right there on tape admitting to shaking down a foreign government by threatening to withhold American foreign aid. But in that moment, he pivoted to Trump and the media was like, oh, Trump. No, great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Trump, the worst. The media is a bunch of losers because they allowed this to go on. Okay, the White House has now pivoted from Joe Biden. Has never spoke to his son about his businesses. To Joe Biden just wasn't involved. In his son's businesses. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Because you understand, okay? they're changing the position gradually, incrementally. This is going to end with them saying, all right, Joe Biden was in business with his son. He got money, but he didn't know that they were shaking down foreign entities. Come
2: on, don't bullshit.
3: Me. But that's where this is headed. They are incrementally. This is how the Democrats do it. OK, it's, it happens with everything. I'm going to give you a story later about the pride parades. Dave Landau's going to be here. We're going to talk about it. OK, it started out with they're not getting naked at pride parades. And we were like, well, here's the video of them naked and getting at the pride parades. Then it turns into fine, it's happening, but it's not a bad thing. That's how they do it. It starts out. It's like gas stoves. We're not going to ban your gas stoves. No, it it says right here the government wants to. Fine, we're banning them, but it's for your own good. They go from this didn't happening. You're wrong if you say it's happening. You're an idiot. It's misinformation. You're a conspiracy kook if you say it's happening. Don't ever forget, 51 members of our intelligence community at the behest of the Biden campaign wrote a letter saying Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. You were barred from sharing it on Twitter, and every newspaper that reported it as Russian disinformation has since come back to admit in the pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post that the Hunter laptop was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage, and the editor
0: that let it come out
3: is garbage. Okay, they frame this as look right-wing conspiracy. Oh, they just want to win an election. No, no, listen to me. This is a legitimate thing. Okay, we have the physical receipts of Hunter Biden getting millions of dollars. We know Hunter Biden as a crackhead. I listen there, but go the grace of God, you know, go all of us. Okay, I understand. I do not begrudge anybody their battle with addiction. That being said, when you are battling addiction, when you spend your entire day smoking crack and hanging out with prostitutes. I love it when you talk dirty. But the point is, if that's your body of work. There is no reason for foreign governments to be hiring you and giving you tens of millions of dollars unless they expect something from your father who happens to be in government. Bingo. So understand, we already know there's corruption by the simple fact that Hunter got the money to begin with. There'd be no other reason to give it to him unless there wasn't some type of an influence peddling scheme going on. And now the White House has changed from it's Russian disinformation. All right. It's not disinformation. He pled guilty. But Biden never spoke to his son about his businesses. All right. He spoke to his son about his businesses, but he wasn't involved. We're about to find out by the time this is over in a month. All right. Biden got money from Hunter. But, but, but he didn't know it was a shakedown. He didn't know that was going on. That's where this is headed. That's where this is going to end. Biden was asked uh, this morning at the White House, were you there with Hunter when he sent this Chinese shakedown message? Here it is. Clip two. President
0: Biden, how involved were you
5: in your
3: son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were, so you right uh, were you no, involved? Were you? No, no, you're alive. Okay, he was involved in every facet of this or there would have been nothing to be involved with. Nobody on the other side of the world is sitting in a boardroom just scrolling through LinkedIn looking for crackheads who are getting thrown out of the Chateau Marmont for doing too many drugs. Belushi OD'd in the Chateau Marmont. Okay, Jim Morrison from The Doors hung out in the Chateau Marmont. Neither of them at any point were ever thrown out of their hotel. Hunter Biden was. Do you understand? (laughs) This guy was a mess. There was no reason for anybody on the other end of the world to track him down and give him money unless they wanted influence from his dad, which is exactly what they wound up getting.
6: What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When You're right. You're right. You're right. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy own damn fries. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. We'll get to some of your calls in the next break. Right now, here is Gary Shapley uh, on Special Report talking about his experience in documenting the Hunter shakedown text, clip three.
7: I even had him repeat that because I knew how important that fact was, and I wanted to make sure I understood it. You were
1: there, and you remember it
7: crystal clear in your mind. Not only do I remember it crystal, crystal clear, but I documented it.
3: Wow. He documented, okay, the fact that these messages were sent, that the shakedown effort was given uh, and made, and that there was obstruction. And we're going to continue to play these clips in the next break because understand where this is headed. The New York Times has now admitted that Merrick Garland lied about obstructing the investigation. Do you understand This is a real scam. This is, uh, you know, they say where there's smoke, there's fire. This isn't smoke from Hunter's crack pipe. This is actual the fire from our government being sold out around the world for millions of dollars. And we're going to keep talking about it. We don't care.
6: You got some big testicles.
3: It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. We're going to be talking to Diamond Dave Landau, as well as Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, who claims he is going to be the Republican nominee for president. Wrong. Seems like he's running for VP. There's so many people with their hat in the ring. Tim Scott, a man who is now making a climb in the polls, will be joining us on tomorrow's show. Be talking to South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. But right now we're talking to you, and we're talking to Brian, who's on the line in Clarion, Pennsylvania. Brian! Hey, how are you, Jimmy? It's good to hear your voice. I'm saying, Brian, we're nothing without you, so it's about time you checked back in.
1: <laughs> yes, well, with what you're talking about today, I'm sure I'm going to be hearing my favorite clown horn soon, but... <laughs> I don't really have a lot to comment on, but I did want to let you know, you won't believe it, but you know of my husband, Bob, mm-hmm. lifelong Democrat. He has jumped ship and he has become a Republican. Stop it. That matters. That you, crazy?
3: You guys live in Pennsylvania. Your vote actually counts.
1: Oh, I don't know, but <laughs> and the only other thing I wanted to comment was, uh-huh. you know, Hunter Biden got this uh sweetheart deal about lying on the application to get his gun. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's the lady of color who lied on her application and her son stole the gun and unfortunately shot the schoolteacher. Mm-hmm. And she had the book thrown at her. Yep. And I don't understand why the media isn't going after the left media. You know, isn't this right up black lives matter and white supremacy and all like that? Why yep. aren't they talking about how different those two people are being treated?
3: Well, because the truth is in both instances, uh, The Democrats are involved. And what I mean by that is these stories, if they look bad for the Democratic Party, the black votes matter more than the black lives. Like we've kind of learned that in the aftermath of the summer of 2020. Everybody yelled and screamed about injustice and the need for police reform. But the minute the election was over, we didn't address any of that. You know, the crime rates went up. So the double standards, they happen all the time. You know, it's the same reason why we never have a conversation in this country about black on black crime, which is responsible for 99% of the black murder in this country. We don't talk about it. If, if 2,000 black people kill 2,000 black people a year, you don't hear a word. But if one cop shoots a black person during a struggle, that's, you know, reason to tear down the whole country, including the statues that were put up 200 years ago. It's a really dumb and a dangerous double standard. The fact that people like you get it is why the Democrats are now in a precarious spot because the black community is also on to them. Like, so let me ask you this question. Okay, when you talk about your husband switching parties, does your husband feel on some level that even as a gay man that the democrats are kind of trying to weaponize what pride meant in the first place in the name of creating like almost a new form of oppression because that's what this is about it's like guys are getting naked at pride parades and they're telling us if we don't want naked men around our children we're bigots but don't you feel like on some level that's a hijacking of the pride movement
1: oh it absolutely is and what's happening is i've said it before we fought decades to be accepted in the community that's what pride is about being Mm -hmm. prideful of how you were born who you are and wanting to uh, contribute to the community now you know risque things happen all the time at at gay gatherings, but they're trying to make it sound like that this is appropriate, and it's not appropriate. And there's a lot of gay people across the country who are absolutely disgusted, not only at this transgender movement, but all of the dangers that are coming with it after decades of people making strides to, to contribute to this country that we love. And I fly the gay pride flag the rainbow flag. I also fly the don't tread on me flag Mm -hmm. so people don't know what to think about us. (laughs) We fly the Trump flag and we want to be part of America. And that's what gay pride means, not what the Democrats have done to it. And it's scary because this is what totalitarian governments do. They they lure you in. And then, you know, you're you're the first group of people. To be victimized.
3: Yep, totally. And that's, but that's the racket. I'm glad you see it. And I don't doubt more people in your community do as well, because that's what I've been hearing is that everyone says the same thing, like, hey, this is some, this isn't what pride was supposed to be. But a lot of times this stuff works for the Democrats because most people, most people just want to be on what they believe to be the moral and good side. So if the Democrats are screaming from the mountaintops that the other side is hateful and bigoted, most people just naturally gravitate away from that without thinking critically. So in a can lot I of ways, one yeah, last thing. of course you can
1: say two. Um, the Bob and I are we were very depressed with all of this stuff happening, the fail, the collapse of the justice system. But everything that's coming out and especially the way that you cover it, Jimmy, and we appreciate it and, and how other conservative groups maybe are, are covering it. This is so colossal that we are very hopeful for the country because it's so ridiculous And it's it's so inane that even the left is starting to make murmurs about realizing what's happening. So it's actually so ridiculous that no one can buy it anymore. So I'm excited about that. And you're part of educating america with your radio show and i want to thank you for that well thank you but it is a scary moment to know that like uh, i was like an e-plus
3: student and i'm now educating america (laughs) it's not the best (laughs) tell bob to buckle up and welcome to the party it's a big deal we're thrilled to have him okay thank you brian you're the best there he goes the great brian in clarion pennsylvania (laughs) I love Brian. I'm thrilled that his husband has joined the Republican Party. Uh, But the idea that I'm educating America.
6: This could be a problem.
3: (laughs) Whoa, this is not good. This is not good. Uh, But 888-788-9910 if you want to weigh in. Uh, I'm going to get back for a second to the Hunter stuff because there's a lot to dive into here. Uh, We're going to be talking about pride with Dave Landau in the next hour. Uh, But right now, let me give you a little more of the IRS whistleblower who flat-out explains how they obstructed this probe. This is clip four.
7: Between April and June of 2020, we, uh, we drafted an affidavit to execute search warrant in a couple different locations, and the prosecutors at the time stated that probable cause had been achieved. But as we, we moved closer to the election, um, it just seemed like they kept putting it on the back burner and they eventually didn't allow us to do that search warrant, even though the legal requirements to execute that search warrant were met.
3: So think about that, okay? This is a guy flat out telling you that between April and June of 2020, they drafted a search warrant, multiple locations, probable cause, okay? And understand it didn't happen, okay? He goes further and explains what else didn't happen. But understand what this means. The guys doing the investigation said, hey, We've got probable cause to search the vice president's son. He's involved in an influence peddling scheme that involves the vice president. Can we get a search warrant and head over there? The answer would be no. No. They told him no. Did they tell him no because he lacked proper evidence? Uh Uh-uh. They told him no because of who was involved. And in the process, they took felony charges off the table. Here's a little more of that, clip five.
7: There's still... You know, outstanding uh, tax due owing above that six hundred twenty thousand dollars. That because of this, this deal, they'll never uh, they'll never recoup. The most substantive uh, 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 felony charges were, were left off the table, which would have been what? Which would have been uh, evasion for fourteen, false return for eighteen and twenty nineteen. So look about that. Let's
3: let's talk about that for a second. Still outstanding tax owed. Which by the way, what do they say all the time? You got to pay your fair share. What does Biden always say? The rich got to pay their fair share. That's what he says. He says it all the time. Shut up, fool. Seriously, shut up. Tell me the rich got to pay their fair share when your kid is literally derelict and paying taxes on millions of dollars in income, which, oh, by the way, means he's the rich not paying his fair share. Don't talk to me about gun laws when your son could have been charged with a felony gun violation and is now pleading. ...to a deal that will avoid prison time? Yeah, we need more gun laws! So all of you guys can go to jail and my son can, you know, keep doing whatever the hell he wants. (coughs) Clown stuff. Straight clown stuff. But it's corrupt clowns. This isn't a good circus where they hit you with a bucket of confetti and pull down your pants... ...and you make out with a bearded lady and then someone comes barreling through on a motorbike... ...and does some loop-de-loops through the flames and then there's a bear pedaling on a tricycle... Because they beat him up and stapled his feet to the pedals. (laughs) You know, this is a bad circus. More corrupt than the one I just described. Oh, man. Let me give you more of the whistleblower. I'm just going to play in the clips. Just do what you want with them. This is an IRS whistleblower. He worked for the IRS. He has come forward to put his name and his face behind the allegations. Okay, why am I pointing that out to you? Because we had a three-year Mueller probe without a single person going on record behind any of these allegations. Do you understand? Yet the media was willing to run with it for three years. Oh, no, this is it. The walls are closing in. Now we have actual government officials coming forward, putting their name on it, going on TV and being like, yes, it happened. And the media not saying a word. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. This is significant. They have receipts. They're showing us bank transfers. But again, this is where the perpetual fight for power has gotten us as a people. Politicians who work for us in Washington, we're the employers and they're no longer being held accountable. Because half the country is fine with looking the other way. It's like, oh, well, we looked the other way on Trump. No, you didn't. Trump has been investigated for everything, literally everything known to man. And you know what we found out today? You know that recording they're playing of him referencing an Iran war document? And like, well, that's it. They got him on tape referencing the Iran war document. That's all the proof you need. CBS now reporting that the document reportedly mentioned in that recording, not part of the indictment against Trump. Playing that for the liberals. Okay, do you understand? We were, well, this recording, that's it. That's the end. This time, they got Batman. They've got him on tape saying, look at this. This is what was going to go on in Iran. They wanted to do this. It's classified. Oh, that's it now. We got Batman on tape. He's going down now. (laughs) Come back from commercial. Turns out CBS now reporting that that conversation, not a factor in the Trump indictment, which means everybody who spent the last 48 hours telling you the walls are closing in wrong once again.
0: People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. And again,
3: that's a secret recording. In this instance, we've got whistleblowers coming forward, putting their name on it, saying, yeah, the Bidens did this. The government blocked us. Okay, here is Gary Shapley, your IRS whistleblower saying that Attorney General Merrick Garland took steps to block what they were doing. It's clip seven.
7: I documented exactly what happened, and it doesn't seem to match what the Attorney General or the U.S. Attorney are saying today. Shapley provided lawmakers
5: this contemporaneous email he wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. It was just shocking to me. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father.
7: There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them. We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them. That's correct. Did you hear that?
3: certain steps into investigating President Biden. We wanted to take them. We needed to take them. And we weren't allowed. That's not right. Think about that. That is a two-tier justice system. No, no, you can't go after these guys if they're breaking the law. What are you talking about? And you know what that tells you, just so you understand, is the reason they can't investigate Hunter all the way is because it'll bring them to Biden. And the reason they're covering up Hunter, which would ultimately lead to Biden, is because if Biden was involved, there's probably a damn good chance other people in the government who knew about it were involved. Think about that. They got tens of millions of dollars from Ukraine. Now, I don't have that proof. That is a reckless speculation by me. But at the very least, we now know, because the IRS has put their word behind it, or at least this whistleblower has put his name and face and word behind it, he was conducting the investigation. They were told him he couldn't go further. Can't go further. Can't look into the kid. So that'll bring us to the dad. Okay, understand why would they be protecting the dad as fiercely as they were unless there was another step up the ladder?
2: Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Okay, I'm just
3: telling you, one way or the other, there was a motivation here in not letting justice be blind. The motivation here was protection. It was a protection racket around the Bidens. Now, if you want to tell me, oh, Jimmy, stop it. You're being so conspiratorial. It doesn't go any higher than Joe Biden. It was just Hunter was corrupt and he was selling influence and through Joe Biden's name. Oh, well, in that case... That already means we're compromised. The guy's the sitting president of the United States. I don't know. Maybe you want to investigate that. Maybe we need to know what motivation would the government have to not want to know if its president was compromised. Don't ever forget, the government made up a fake scenario where Donald Trump was compromised by Russia. And they ran with it for two and a half years, knowing it was made up by them. The FBI offered a million dollars to Christopher Steele. To substantiate any of the elements in the Steele dossier, he told them he could not and would not do it. Does not have the ability because it was all crap. And what did the FBI do? What did the CIA and the intelligence committees do? They went forward with the probe anyway.
6: That's just how white folks will do you.
3: But you understand, faced with actual evidence and with their own investigators saying, no, no, we have the goods on the Bidens, they were told to stand down. OK, that's not just being blind. That's a scam. That's a racket. And that's something that happens to the detriment of every one of us if we allow it to go on another second.
0: And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
6: The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep. lousy, but not different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fala. We'll undoubtedly get to some of your calls in the next hour. Diamond Dave Landau is going to be here. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez running for president. He is the nine millionth Republican to throw his hat into the ring. He's going to be joining us as well. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of that shindig. Uh, Listen, man, this weekend uh, I am going to be in... St. Louis with Jenny and Lincoln Phelan, watching the Yankees play the Cardinals. And we're filming something for Fox uh, out there in St. Louis that'll air on the 4th of July. Uh, But I will be in Holland, Michigan the following weekend if you want to hang out in person. Tudor Dixon's coming down. Uh, Kennedy will be there as well. That is Saturday night, July the 8th. And that is at the Holland Civic Center in Holland, Michigan. By the way, it is a gorgeous town like we were booking our hotels yesterday this place is way too fancy for my act oh my goodness gracious (laughs) this is you don't realize i grew up playing like opium dens like the good old boys and the blues brothers with chicken wire over the stage while they're throwing bottles of beer and stuff (laughs) like you know that's what i'm used to i'm used to rowdy crowds like (laughs) stuff like that holland michigan i might even have to wear pants for this one holy hell Check it out July the 8th. We're back after this.
6: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go. Here we go.
3: Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. That is us, numero uno. We're not playing championship ball right now. But if you live in this country, you hit the lottery. And I am here to remind you of your unique American privilege, not just today, but every day. You live in this fine land we call America. Diamond Dave Landau stopping by to celebrate this 246-year-old masterpiece as well. And it's going to be a little bit of a sloppy conversation. i got to be honest. They say in horse racing, you got to be a mutter if you want to make it in horse racing. you got to be able to run on a sloppy track from time to time. Well, if you're a host in talk radio, nationally syndicated talk radio in this day and age, man, oh boy, oh man, do you have to be a mutter because it is a sloppy track every damn day. 888-788-9910 if you want to saddle up and ride along. Uh, in this moment, whoo! we talked about this last night on Gutfeld. That was on Gutfeld with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. Some of the clips are on the Fox Across America website. I also posted one on the Fox Across America Facebook page. There is a really disgusting culture war being fought around pride in this country right now. And I want to be clear off the tippy top so you know where I'm coming from here. I, or I don't believe anyone listening to the show, is or should be against pride. Okay, the whole point of America, e pluribus unum, is out of many one. Love who you want. Be with who you want. Do what you want. We don't care. Okay, the point of America is that you just aren't allowed to do that at the expense of other people. That's where the argument gets a little trickier. Okay. And what's going on with Pride right now is it's being hijacked by activists, far left activists, who think it's okay to be getting naked in front of your children.
0: It's people with a dirty mind that think like that.
3: Okay. At the Pride parade this past week, and I'm going to play you a clip. This is psychotic. You probably saw these images all over the country. If you were looking at Pride videos this weekend, there were so many. Excuse me! So many nude videos. It was really like, wait, wait what is going on here? I, I'm not kidding. I saw more dongs than a women's swim team. It was crazy. I felt, <laughs> I felt like I was swimming for the University of Pennsylvania women's team. I'm like, wow, where did all these male packages come from? Crazy. But here's the New York City drag march. Okay, this past weekend, chanting, "We're here. We're queer." We're coming for your children.
1: What
6: the hell is the world coming
3: to? I don't know because it's now being defended by the likes of NBC. Let me play you this and I'll give you some more pretext into the conversation we're going to have in this hour. This is clip 36. So the chant is, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children, which is interesting because the big allegation right now from the right is, hey, this looks a lot like grooming. They're normalizing the sexualization of young kids. Okay, pride was about equality. Hey, we're gay. We should have the same rights as you. We should be accepted in society. Now, I'm going to tell you that the pride battle is over as it was originally constituted. Gay people can get married. Gay people are now running some of the biggest corporations in the world, including Tim Cook over at Apple. Okay, understand that all across the Biden administration and even in the Trump administration, although nobody in the left acknowledges, but Rick Grinnell, okay, was a cabinet secretary under Trump. Okay, here we are being told Pete Booty Judge is a historic figure. Like, oh, it's the first gay. Transportation secretary, we've never had a gay man in a presidential cabinet. That is a fact check false. OK, it's a first if the Democrats do it. That's kind of how it works. But the problem with the Democrats doing it is we all support inclusion, but we also want it done on the basis of merit. OK, Pete Buttigieg was known as Pothole Pete as the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, because he couldn't get the roads under control in a town that had the population one one millionth of the size of America. Now he's in charge of every single road in America. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And the airports and everything in between. But even so, gay people are accepted in society as they should be. They now have the right to get married. Although, to be clear, Joe Biden and Barack Obama did not support that right a little over a decade ago when this was an issue on the campaign trail. Okay, and I've played you these clips before. OK, but understand why are they relevant? Because they show how transactional the Democrats are when they're trying to get power. Here's Joe Biden at a 2012 VP debate.
5: Clip 41. Do you support gay marriage? No. Barack Obama nor I support redefining from a from a civil side what constitutes marriage. We do not support that. That is basically a decision to be able to be left to the face and people who practice their face the determination, what you call it. Oh, So
3: that's Joe Biden. And let's not pretend it was the first time he said that.
5: I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Whoa,
3: what's the game going on here? Do you realize he abandoned that emphatic stance within two years of saying it? No, I've always supported gay marriage. Let them get married. Why? Because the political winds shifted. These are not a people of principle. I'm not making that point to say gay people shouldn't be married. Gay people are accepted in our society. You can feel differently for religious purposes. That's your right in America. That's what makes this place great. Freedom! But on the whole, okay, understand that gay people are accepted and tolerated everywhere in our society. That being said, Biden was only willing to change his stance on them because it was politically expedient to do so. Which brings me to the people naked in front of small children chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your kids. A year ago, every single person in the United States of America knew you weren't supposed to be getting adults naked in front of children. Okay, you would be called a pedophile. You would be jailed. Okay, if, to be honest with you, you think about the world we're living in right now, where the Democrats are trying to teach sex ed and drag shows to elementary school kids. We live in an America where if I walked into a a pantry right now in my office and talked to a 25 year old or a 35 year old or a 45 year old about sex, I'd get fired on the spot yet you could walk into a classroom and talk to their children about sex? That's not right. Think about that. That's insane. But we've accepted this as a new form of behavior and labeled anyone who opposes it as some type of a transphobic bigot Because it's politically expedient to do so. We can take pride and we can pretend there's still oppression going on to this day.
6: Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked
3: up here. Dude, if you want to get naked in front of small children that aren't yours, or even if they are, you're not oppressed, you're a dirtbag. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, you're disgusting. And politics and the ability to manufacture oppression... Because that's how the Democrats get stuff done. Well, you got to vote for us because look at the other guys, the bigots. Yeah, they don't want some stranger dangling his balls in front of your five-year-old. I mean, come on. Time was you'd let any weirdo come riding by in a dog mask with no clothes on and wave to your kids. No, you wouldn't. That was not acceptable anywhere in society an hour ago. That's how quickly the wind blows in politics now. And they don't care if it's a vote-getting strategy, if it's a way to label the opposition and avoid fighting the idea battle, they embrace it because they want the votes. They don't care what they're doing to society. Do you think people who said, get rid of the police, no more cops, cared what they were doing to society? (laughs) And we know they didn't have to care because they still had police for themselves. Remember good old Cory Bush? Ah, we got to defund the police. And then a report surfaced that she was spending a quarter of a million dollars on police for herself while telling you you didn't need them. What was her response?
2: I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend $10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives
6: garbage like you just makes me sick
3: where defund the police has to happen because we're trying to save lives that's the claim we're saving lives by getting rid of the police
0: what would you do with the brain if you had one
3: there is no world where the police represent a bigger threat to anyone than the violent criminals but you can take that position if you're Corey Bush because you're weaponizing anti-police sentiment for votes and you don't have to care how it affects society because you have police protection. And when you come back to this thing with the kids, understand this is disgusting, but they're now willing to embrace it. OK, they had a topless influencer at the White House, a trans influencer at the White House this year for the pride parade. Here's NBC trying for a second before Twitter's community notes shouted them down today NBC posted an article today, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children, was actually a phrase chanted uh, all along, as it turns out. And here's their, here's their post. In a clip tweeted out by Timcast News over the weekend, you can clearly hear a few activists chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Naturally, NBC News ran an article uh, to help these organizers do some damage control because everybody on Twitter saw it and was like, hey, this is grooming. This is bad. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. So NBC, realizing this is a liability for the Democrats and their culture war, jumped right in. The piece has the headline. We're coming for your children chant at NYC drag march elicits outrage. But activists say it's taken out of context. Wait, what are you stopping? What the hell did you just say? In what context is it Okay. For naked men to chant, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your family. The answer is no context. Nah, I'm going to blow your freaking head off. That was taken out of context. Actually, the guy meant well. It's a Hallmark greeting. If you walk a little further down the aisle past the Mother's Day cards and the Father's Day cards, you get the I'm going to blow your head off cards. Comes with an edible arrangement. But listen to this report. This is amazing. In the 21-second clip circulated by right-wing web streamer channel, because that gets the word salad in there so the people can just tune it out already. Ah, well, you don't have to care about this. It's some right-wing web streamer. We all know how crazy and kooky those guys are. Obviously way worse than the naked gay men who are saying we're coming for your children. They're the good guys here, don't you understand? (laughs) what a time to be alive in the 21 second clip circulated by a right-wing web streamer channel dozens of people march in the streets and are clearly heard chanting we're here we're queer we're coming uh we're not going shopping but one one voice that's louder than the crowd it's not clear who's or whether the speaker was a member of the lgbtq community is heard saying at least twice we're here we're queer we're coming for your children not a conservative pundits, activists, and lawmakers, the video confirmed the allegations they've levied in recent years that the LGBTQ community is grooming children. According to Brian Griffin, the original organizer of the event, he chanted obscene things in the past like, kill, 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 and we're coming to kill the mayor, and joked about pubic hair and sex toys during marches. It's all just words. It's all presented to fulfill their worst stereotypes of us. The author then adds, the coming for your children tran has been used for years at pride events. So wait, was it just one person? Because now I'm being told it was used for years. Coming for your children, chant has been used for years at Pride events, according to longtime March attendees and gay rights activists, who said it's one of the many provocative expressions used to regain controls of slurs against LGBTQ people. And in this case, they said right-wing activists are jumping on a single video to weaponize an out-of-context remark to further stigmatize the queer community. At which point, Twitter's community notes shot down the justification, saying the news article provides no evidence of the we're coming for your children chant being done for years at Pride, nor does it quote specific individuals that make this claim. This is very irresponsible reporting. Do you understand? They're lying. NBC, supposedly a news organization, one of the original big three, is out there human shielding for naked men. Ah, these right-wingers, all hung up on words. Come on, man. But do you understand... It doesn't matter what they say. They're still naked in front of children. Okay, we're here, we're queer, we're not coming for your children. Is it any better if you're naked in front of my children? I
6: think he's got a point.
3: (laughs) And the point is the people on the left are so bereft of principle. They are really a threat to the well-being and sustainability of this country. Because they are manufacturing bigotry and they're willing to abandon any principle. They've abandoned the principle that women are the only ones who can have babies.
4: Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys
3: can be the daddies. Yes, sir. The Democrats would have you believe Fred Rogers is now a hateful bigot. Because it turns out he was wrong all along when we know that's not the truth. They're willing to abandon biology, the principles of biology. They're willing to abandon the principles of law and order. Get rid of the cops. Okay, I don't care that Joe Biden abandoned his principles on gay marriage. But the point is, why did he abandon them? He abandoned them because it was politically expedient to do so. The Democrats now believe it's politically expedient to say naked men should be allowed around children. And I promise you, we're not the bad guys in this argument. OK, it's yes, the weirdos who want to get naked around children because you shouldn't be doing it. They obviously have some type of a mental health affliction, but equally as bad as the Democrats who are going along with this and saying you and me are the bigots for not wanting our kids to see some strange guy's package. <laughs>
6: Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how?
0: I mean, funny like I'm
6: a clown, I am you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it!
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be getting the band back together with Diamond Dave Landau in the next break. But a fan favorite joins us now out in Butte, Montana. John is on the highway somewhere. Yo, John! Hey, brother, can you hear me? Oh, I hear you all too well. I'm actually concerned with how well I hear you. Sometimes it helps to have some of your language fly by the wayside. <laughs>
2: <laughs> brother, I, you know, I, okay, I, I, I just got to make a real quick point with this, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this out of personal knowledge. Not only have I been driving trucks for over over 18 years, but I used to run private security for you know, mm-hmm. kind of the yep, you know, what I mean. But I've also dealt with a lot of drag queens and gay people, and I guarantee you that out of every one of them that I've ever worked for, there ain't one of them out there that'll agree with that whole idea about we're yep. gay, we're, we're coming after your children concept right there. Yep. Because a lot of them actually have kids. hmm And that horse crap right there, I've, I've told you this before, man, people need to leave the kids alone.
3: Thank you. Even Pink Floyd sang, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. I mean, I mean, we we really don't need no education if this is what it's going to be, John. we
2: well, much education in the last few years. What the hell? Yeah, holy hell.
3: This is nuts. John, it's a scary time in America when you're the voice of reason. Good hearing from you, brother. We'll do it again soon. Well, I will tell you this. I don't spend a lot of time in Jacksonville, but I hope they've hired extra security for July 14th and 15th because Comedy's sexiest man is coming to the Jacksonville Comedy Zone. And he is here with us right now to preview that trip and so much more. Diamond Dave Landau. Hey, girl. Hey, baby. They're fired up in Jacksonville.
4: That's what I hear.
3: They, they consider this the real Independence Day from what I was told. They're not even doing a Fourth of July this year.
4: Until I show up,
3: the mm-hmm. women are going to be That's independent the... from their clothes. That's what I was told.
4: They will be all over the stage.
3: <laughs> it's, isn't it depressing, though? Because as comics, uh, we really don't get uh, panties thrown at us like singers do. <laughs> Once in a while, you might no. you you might get you know you get the phone number for a local rehab thrown at you <laughs> or something like that, but.
4: Yeah, well, there's Matt Reif. I mean, I'd hate to give him a free promo, but don't worry. He's already sold out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, it's got to be amazing to have been a singer where girls just want you, and at the end of my show, girls are just glad they're with their husband. (laughs) Girls, you wrap up your
3: set, you actually get people are throwing framed pictures from their wedding at you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's actually it's actually dangerous <laughs> it's the complete opposite yeah. of that <laughs> Pic- pictures of their families of their mortgages everything but <laughs> everything but yeah. us
4: yeah they're deleting a picture of a work party where there was a guy they were sort of thinking about stepping out for and they're like oh, this is crazy <laughs> I, I forgot how much I had this man saved my life <laughs>
3: You know, one of the funny things, we're both married, but one of the funny things I would always tell comics, single comics, that we're trying to hook up after shows. And there, God Lord knows there's a lot of them, like, you know, like in the city in New York is a good example. There's a lot of guys that have been doing spots in the big clubs for 30 years. And a lot of the reason why is the lifestyle suits them. They drink for free and they sleep with a different waitress or a different audience member every night. It kind of sounds fun for a few weeks, but it does get a little long in the tooth, especially if if you do wind up paying child support to multiple waitresses and multiple clubs, but I'm not going to name names. Right. Let's just stay on message. No, here. No. <laughs> yeah. The,
4: no, but- I mean, I've never met one per se, or a thousand.
3: <laughs> but stick with me. Okay. There's this element of comic that is trying to score after the show. And I try to, exp- I've said this to them in the past, you have like a 30 minute window after a show. If you're trying to hit on a girl where that stigma still exists between performer and audience member. After that, you're just another fat guy at a bar with his beer in his hand. And have you ever been around at meet and greets watching someone's cachet, their social cachet, watching the market collapse because they waited too long to make their move?
4: Oh, it's the best. (laughs) Especially... Especially if the girl's waited and now sees a better-looking performer who's killing harder than you did. Oh, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. There's
4: there's nothing better than watching the mystique of a performer Mm -hmm. be ruined. Like, it's why you don't want to see somebody before they go on stage. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the mystique of a comic is very little to begin with. You're already (laughs) walking through the crowd. That's how little of importance you are. Like, there's... (laughs) It's like, yo, know, just walk by everybody. It doesn't matter. No one's here to hurt you. They're not even here to see you. <laughs> but uh, w- when you get to the stage, but yeah, afterwards, when you have that, yeah, I'd say 30 minutes is the most generous amount of time ever given to a comedian. <laughs>
3: Before all of your, the whole entire market, it's like a Bitcoin, and it just collapses. Literally Bitcoin. You were just doing bits on stage. and now It collapses. It's, it's useless. Yeah,
4: you're like, I had $2 million. What's it worth now? You're like, we have to take everything.
3: <laughs> they're not even, they're no longer <laughs> offering to buy you a drink. It's all gone.
4: Yeah. Oh, it's funny. It's pretty much what the, that relationship will be. Boy, yeah. that went up, and so now I just have nothing left. <laughs> but that is
3: so funny. Diamond <laughs> Dave Landau is on the phone stay in school kids he is at the jacksonville comedy zone july 14th and the 15th with well, a big talk uh last night on gutfeld uh aside from the obvious talk about the fact that your comedy series normal world uh now off the ground and making moves over on the blaze um make sure they know how to get it and then i'll selfishly promote what i was doing
4: yeah uh, yes tuesday uh through thursday you can watch it live 10 9 central but it's also available in the replays and everything. You can go to Blaze dot com and uh, subscribe. Use code Normal twenty. So yeah, it's, uh, Love it. So you can still watch your beautiful Greg Gutfeld. Mm-hmm. so we're not going against you.
3: No, no, no. But we're... you
4: can you can join us too.
3: <laughs> you can have it all. Like comedy. <laughs> no, for real though, it is supposed to be a buffet, and you should be allowed to consume any item you want. Throw it on your tray. Keep walking. That was that's how we always defend comedy when it comes to jokes. Uh, you know. You're not supposed to get offended by a joke. You can either put it on your tray or not put it on your tray. You don't stop at the buffet and yell at the guy who made the macaroni and cheese because you don't eat starch. But that's kind of where we went awry in comedy. But the reason I bring it up, Diamond, Dave, hold on, is uh, this is not about the joke police. This is about the real police who should probably be called on anyone who wants to get naked in front of children. There's a thing going on at the pride parades right now, and I feel bad for pride because it's not them. It's the folks trying to weaponize pride as this new frontier of oppression that are now claiming anyone pulling their junk out in front of kids is oppressed if they're not allowed to do so. And they're kind of shaming us into playing along with their kink. But isn't that what this really is?
4: Uh, I would go farther than kink. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. It's. It's a it, yes. It's a it's a perversion, and it's the reason it's outlawed is because it's a terrible, terrible thing uh, that shouldn't be celebrated. Yeah, good point. And I'm, I mean, that's really all it breaks down to, and it's odd that anybody can defend it. And there's so many groups that are gays against groomers. There's mm-hmm. so many groups that. Are anti this that I I kind of hate the fact that they've even weaponized that sphere because yep. it, it seems unfair to a, a group of people who are uh, have you know you you come so far in your certain group and then mm. all of a sudden this other part are like hey we're NAMBLA we also want like we're, we're part of your group right and it's yeah. like get out of here like <laughs> you don't want to start like, it's true. like even the even the Crips and the Bloods are like yeah we're, look we just Kill people for money and you know their purses and you know territory. But we're not. We, oh, I'm sorry. You do what?
3: <laughs> so you, are you telling me when the, when they have Crip Pride Parade, there's no male nudity allowed?
4: Yeah, I don't think there would be. In fact. I think we should hire some crips and bloods to kind of uh, come in and 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 uh, monitor these parades. <laughs> Dive and Dave
3: Landau on the line in jest, of course, having a nice time with this little conversation. But the truth is, we're not the bad guys when we joke about this stuff. We're not, the the bad guys are the people getting naked in front of kids, and the people that are transactionally defending them. Like this is the point. There are things going on in the world right now that we disagree on that we all agreed on like a year ago, and that's where it's a danger to society because we're erasing any boundary and any like area of common ground. Like we all agreed a year ago pretty – I would say 99.9 percent of the population agreed a year ago a male – a biological male couldn't have a baby. That's not a thing. Okay, I don't know how you'd get pregnant. You don't have a uterus. I don't know where you'd carry it. I don't know where it would come out from. But knowing we all you know agreed on— I tell
4: you. Yeah. I have tried. Go on. <laughs> I've done everything I could.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it's so funny. Of course, within that 20-minute window after the show. Beyond that, you right. know, maybe that's yeah. the issue. You're waiting too long
4: to try and get pregnant if you closed sooner.
3: Yeah. Uh,
4: but Just the point sitting at an NBA game like, hey, boys. <laughs> are,
3: you, are you the guy pinholing the Trojans in between timeouts? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: Spoken holes in my magnum.
3: Oh, my God. So this funny. One of my uh, – this is a good story. I'll stay on message. But when uh, the, sure. Knicks had, the Knicks had drafted a guy, the Latvian Mamba, Chris Daps Porzingis, and he was a Knick, and then he got traded to the Dallas Mavericks, and I believe he was in Washington playing for the Wizards. I don't even know where he is. I think he might be getting traded again. He, I think he's a Celtic now. But when Chris Stapps was – when he got drafted by the Knicks, okay, uh, his brother, Giannis, who was his agent, and someone advising them wanted Chris to become like more of like um, a pop culture figure, meaning they wanted him to do like interviews and be like witty and funny and stuff like that. So I got hired for like six sessions to meet with this NBA number one draft pick at like a rehearsal studio, uh, NOLA, over on 54th Street. Uh, and we went in and just talked about, like, interviews and jokes and things he was into. He liked Space Jam a lot over in Latvia. It was fascinating. But anyway, one of the days that we met for one of these sessions, he came in and it's uh, like I was like, you know, how's it going? You know, the acclamation process and all that so far. He's like, well, I just spent an hour and a half being lectured about rubber breakers. And apparently there's this <laughs> lecture given to NBA draft picks about all these girls that want to sleep with you because, of course, if they have your baby, that $22 million-a-year contract is now an $11 million-a-year contract. You know what I'm saying?
4: Oh, exactly. Of course.
3: But, <laughs> but, again, it brings me back to our profession. No one ever lectures us about rubber breakers. <laughs> In fact, the women who sleep with condoms put on two of them uh, to guard against yeah, multiple <laughs> things. But they do not want your baby. Oh, no way.
4: Oh, no. When you walk in, you just look over and they have a shelf filled with Plan B. (laughs) And then they have a book titled Plan C and D. (laughs) (laughs) We do not want the
3: comics, baby. No, we don't. (laughs) But anyway, not, not at all. So back to men getting pregnant and everything else changing. <laughs> A year ago, okay, we all agreed men couldn't get pregnant. Now there's this facade going on. But it's the same thing with people getting naked around children. So I wanted to read you this because George Takei, remember George Takei from from Star Trek?
4: Uh, certainly, Sulu.
3: Yeah, of course. Well, when it comes to uh, pride parades, apparently his attitude is "lube me up, Scotty," uh, because uh, he's def- yes, he is defending. <laughs> He is defending the nudity for kids, and this is crazy. So the, this is bananas. I'm going to read you this. If you saw it, you saw it. If you're listening along at home, fine. George Takai, because this video goes viral, they tweet a video of a bunch of naked gay men chanting, hey, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Okay? Not the best chant. If you're trying to distance yourself from the, from the stigma of being labeled a groomer, I don't know that getting naked and saying we're coming after your kids is the best way of doing it. Now, I don't run a PR firm. You know, you may disagree, uh, but stick with it. No,
4: yeah, I feel, like if, I feel like, yeah, you don't want to really be joining into that just personally, uh-huh. uh, especially if you're on probation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here it is. Okay, so George Takai uh, sees this video going viral, jumps right into the fray. Okay, and types, even if there were no naked guys on bikes this year, they'd find a picture or generate them and push the same agenda anyway. So there's no fixing this by calling for self-censoring in the gay community. So he's basically saying, well, they're going to accuse you of they're calling you groomers. So you might as well groom them anyway. (laughs) It's like if you're going to get caught with your hands in the cookie jar, you might as well eat some cookies. You know what I'm
6: saying?
4: Right. Yeah. (laughs) There's no reason not to be having a face full of chocolate in the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) And that's the defense. And there's, like, people lining
3: up like, yeah, no, he's right. He's right. The right is going to say we're a bunch of groomers, so why don't we just
4: groom him anyway? Which means they want to groom him. That's the point. Yeah, (laughs) Here's the part which you don't do. Mm -hmm. You don't agree with it. You jump right out and go, oh, this isn't what that's about at all. And anybody involved in thinking that's what this is or trying to do that, we will have removed from any part of this parade. Remember when they used to just have corn dogs at parades <laughs> or when it just used to be floats with the cartoons on them? Why is everything terrible now? And that's not even against a group of people. Yeah. It's just why. why do, like, I guess I don't understand why everything now is so, like, over the top like we we take things so far where it's like look we understand that everybody has pride we uh for this particular thing that really doesn't need to be public at all but let's just take it into a realm where it just becomes child abuse and i don't understand why everything becomes this unhinged thing the difference is, is it turns into before it would turn into like Waco, where the government goes after certain problems where kids are getting hurt, mm-hmm. and now you have them siding with it
3: <laughs> and calling you a bigot if you're not okay with it. Like, yeah, it's, like
4: what's your problem with it? You're like, you know what, my problem is,
3: <laughs> <It's>, dude. <laughs> it is such an upside down world to be sitting here being called the bad guy. Like, oh, you're oppressing these people. I'm like, I promise, we're not. It's it's just not. Um, but that's no, oh,
4: no, no. You're yeah. like, no, no, I am.
3: but you got me in a tough spot because here's the thing they want to be handcuffed that's part of the problem here (laughs) i don't want to reward this behavior i mean you know if you send them off to prison this is kind of a win-win you know it's not good um
4: i'm sorry i just feel like a guy who's only wearing a tail shouldn't be naked in front of my kid i don't know (laughs) call me (laughs) old-fashioned
3: oh man it's uh (laughs) Unbelievable. We've reached the stage of the conversation, the hey, you kids, get off my lawn phase. Uh, oh,
4: I, well, apparently, stay on my lawn. Hey, <laughs> you kids, <laughs> they're
3: going to accuse me of wanting you on my lawn anyway. So if you could take your clothes off and run through the sprinkler, right. I'd appreciate
4: it. Yeah. If you guys don't mind, I have some popsicles in my shed. (laughs) Dude,
3: (laughs) what a time to be alive. Uh, Everyone go to the Jacksonville Comedy Zone July 14th and 15th, Diamond Dave. Uh, Happy birthday, America. I'll be on the road next week so the American people
4: will have to get by without us. I I don't know how they're going to do it, but I guess we'll try.
3: We'll probably re-air this in some capacity just to hold society together. Uh it's, the best I, way to do it. I think we owe them this. Uh, Normal World, it is on tonight in the 10 p.m. hour. Uh, they can go get it on the website as well. Diamond Dave, I miss you already. Snookums.
6: You too, baby girl. Take care. There
3: he goes. We're back after this.
6: You're riding around with America's cabbie.
5: Taxi! Taxi! Taxi!
6: You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America.
5: Less than we, a guy driving a truck hit a back, Anyway, knocked down a whole bridge and the whole box four lanes of the highway.
3: Oh, man. Biden trying to get through a sentence talking about I-95 over in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, it's not his worst gaffe of the week, if we were going to be honest.
5: God save the queen, man.
3: But uh, still another messy one. Uh, the problem we're going to have, if in fact Biden goes through with this run, and obviously a lot of the D.C. bureaucrats want him to. Why? Because he allows other people to be the president of the United States. Tell him like it is. That's the hook of Biden. But they keep trotting him out there for these bad sound bites. And, you know, there's a little bit of a groundswell right now. People are like, hey, you know, we got to be able to at least have a president who can get through a sentence. But ultimately, that might not be his undoing. It's the fact that, you know, we are getting more proof, including the New York Times. We're going to talk about this in the next hour. That Attorney General Merrick Garland was blocking the investigation into the Bidens. Now, let me ask you this one really quick. You don't have to be a legal expert to weigh in. Anyone can sing along at home. If there was nothing to hide in these investigations, would there be any reason whatsoever for the attorney general to be blocking them? The answer would be no. If there's nothing to hide, okay, if there's no money changing hands, what, what basis would there be for this investigation? Well, well, we don't want the Republicans making noise about the Bidens. Here's a newsflash. They're going to make it anyway. Here's a newsflash. They've been making it. Here's a newsflash. Every major news organization has corroborated the Hunter Biden laptop as being real. So the only motivation they would have to block the investigation is not to silence the haters because they're just going to keep on hating, okay? The motivation to stifle this investigation is that it could lead somewhere really problematic for the guy in the White House.
2: I'm telling you, that boy's a genius.
3: Damn right he is. But you don't have to be a genius to ask the question.
6: Are you the big man, Joe? Sounds like he is. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is.
3: Back in action. Big hour on your favorite radio show in the world. Multiple worlds, not just this one. I mean, let's be clear. Uh, But we are fired up. Why? Because (laughs) this is a funny one. The mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez, is joining us in this hour because he's running For president, this is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. I mean, I got to be honest. If you live in Miami and you're the mayor and you want to go to D.C., I do question your sanity. I spend enough time in D.C. to know, like they say, it's the swamp. D.C. is awful. Okay, if I'm in the mayor of Miami, oh, man, I'm just hanging out. Drinking frozen drinks, looking at chicks on rollerblades.
4: Hubba hubba.
0: That's
3: kind of the gig. Hey, get out there, fight some crime. You know what I'm saying? Lower the taxes. Get the schools open. And if anybody needs me, I'll be down on Collins Street checking out those topless women walking around the beach. Oh,
5: yes. I've read about that in the Bible.
3: This guy's got to be a little nuts to give that up, especially when you consider he has zero chance. I mean, I have a better chance of being Miss Universe. Although in this day and age, it's probably a bad analogy. I technically could be Miss Universe after. What the hell? hell is the world coming to? But 888-788-9910, if you have a question for me or the mayor of Miami, uh, of course, one of the 973 people that he'll be up against is the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, whose federal indictment on mishandling classified information just got a lot more interesting. Now, if you've been paying attention, if you are, uh, you follow the Trump saga, and Trump is just great entertainment. You know, he's calling someone a fat slot. It's stuff you don't normally get out of a president or a presidential candidate. We do find it fun. Like, I'm not – got to be very clear with you. I do not uh, in any way look down on the pugnacious nature of Donald Trump and the fact that he's kind of an insult comic running for president. Uh, I think it's refreshing because traditionally the politicians talk to us in real buttoned-up prose. And then when the door shuts, they're like, "Ah, oh, you believe these idiots? <laughs> you know. Say one thing, do another. It's all about America! As they sell out the country, decimate our manufacturing business, outsource our domestic energy production. I'm here to help the country! That's what they tell you every damn time, okay? But they don't mean it.
0: country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people.
3: Like, that resonates because it's true. The country is being destroyed by stupid people. Okay, the green energy people... Okay, understand who they are. Well, we got to cut down on pollution. So we're going to take our production of fuel here in America, and we're going to outsource it to other countries who burn it 42% filthier than we do. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And why is it stupid? Because you're causing more pollution. Here's the correct stat. We produce energy 42% cleaner than any other country in the world. So if we send the production to another country, they're going to produce it in a a filthier manner, and get this, it's going to require even more fuel to get it back into the country. Ergo, you've created more pollution. So yes, our country in that regard is being destroyed by stupid people who don't even understand the impact of their policies. Okay, the people on the left would have you believe what? Well, we've got a... Stand up for democracy. That's what we got to do. Fine. But who are they outsourcing our energy production to? Dictators. Correct the mundo. We can't be polluting here. So we're just going to ship it down to Venezuela. They'll make it. Oh, really? Okay. Vladimir Putin's a dictator. But you're cutting your domestic energy production, which makes Putin more money. Do you understand? Stupid people. That's what we're dealing with here. So when Trump says things that are very candid, ah, the country's being destroyed by stupid people, it's basic, it works, it's effective. You don't have to Google it. You just have to look around. The country's being destroyed by stupid people, some of whom want to take out Trump. Now, again, if he broke the law, nobody should be above it. But there's no world where that's the case. Okay, we now know through IRS whistleblowers who have put their names behind the allegations, That our own federal government, our own Justice Department, has been slow rolling an investigation into the Bidens and in some instances denying them access to further investigate the Bidens. We have named people. Gary Shapely has come forward and put his name behind that allegation. We have two guys doing this. Okay, we ran a Mueller probe for three years with nobody willing to put their name on anything other than Adam Schiff, who doesn't care. He's a circus clown. (laughs) But even so, Schiff couldn't produce any evidence of anything. Okay, so understand, where we're at in this Trump saga, a saga that's been going on since he came down the escalator. Donald Trump, if you remember, spent 14 years as the number one rated TV show on NBC. In the 15th year, he was like, I'm running for president as a Republican. And everybody over at NBC was like, this guy's literally Hitler! Oh, wow, that's crazy. If he's literally Hitler and you just platformed him for 14 years... Doesn't that make you like literally, literally Goebbels? I mean, what does it make you? I mean, not good, not ideal. Never mind how much it denigrates the real suffering and the real evil behind the Holocaust to compare anything going on in modern day America to the systematic slaughter of six million people. What are we talking about here? But understand... All reason and rationale went out the window when it came to Donald Trump for a multitude of reasons. One is he ran for president at the height of the cancel culture mob mentality that was ruining people's lives for saying one bad thing. Trump's superpower, as he said, so many bad things that one would cancel out the next and he never got in trouble for any of it. It was kind of genius in that regard. And people ate it up because he was speaking to us in plain terms that made sense because the understanding... Okay, is that Donald Trump was not possible as a president if the prior four decades of establishment politicians hadn't screwed up the country. Okay, we never had the appetite for an outsider to take this thing over. Okay, there would always be occasional groundswells and you'd get a Ross Perot here or that, but they didn't win. Okay, but the reason he ultimately won is, you know, one, they had a terrible, terrible candidate. On the Democratic side of the aisle.
0: This is not
3: okay. Shut up. Okay. Two, he out, you know, out hustled her. But three, there was an appetite for this sort of thing. They wanted Rodney Dangerfield to go into the country club like it was Caddyshack and read the elites their truth. There's a slob. There's a real slob. All of that stuff. This guy will say anything. You know, that was great. People enjoyed that. It was refreshing because. We had been sold out and screwed over by establishment people for so long. The idea that we could just elect a giant middle finger, Miley Cyrus style, come in like a wrecking ball was refreshing. The fact that it worked and everyone in D.C. woke up to this newfound reality where they were being run by this short fingered vulgarian they despised meant all the rules were out the window. Go get Trump. That's how it worked. Well, we got the Mueller probe, Russian collusion. But we don't have any evidence of Russian collusion. We offered a million dollars to the guy who produced the Steele dossier. He said he couldn't take it. He didn't have any proof. Doesn't matter. Go get him. All right, it didn't work. All right, we'll we're going to impeach him in Ukraine. We don't have any evidence that he was shaking down Ukrainian people. We have a lot of evidence Biden was. Forget that. No investigation there. But go get Trump. We don't care. That's what they do mishandling classified documents. They raid Mar-a-Lago and find out what? A month later, Biden had documents for 12 years in multiple locations, didn't have the security clearances Trump did. But what's the memo? Get Trump! It looks like a two-tiered system of justice. But understand this week we had this new recording surface where they said, what? Oh, here's Trump talking about the classified documents in Iran. We got them now. And I got to be honest, Trump's excuses weren't good. But we just found out this morning, according to CBS, that this big recording everybody's been so excited about. This is it. This is the proof. I wonder if he'll make a plea deal. They got him now. We found out this morning from CBS that the Iran documents aren't even part of the indictment.
6: Oh, wow.
3: So whoever leaked that tape was obviously trying to weaponize public sentiment against Donald Trump. The point of these probes is not to convict him in the court of law. It's to convict him in the court of public opinion. That's what the Mueller probe was. They knew they didn't have collusion because they understand they were lying on their FISA applications to get to the investigation going. It was based on nothing. Okay, they created a crime before they started the investigation. It's crazy. Okay, with this mishandling classified documents thing, they just need to convict him in the court of public opinion. This guy's bad. He endangered our national safe security. We've got to go investigate him and hold him accountable. And in the process, they try to tamp down any discussion into the parallels that have been ignored by the FBI in the past. What's the big allegation here? Well, we've never indicted the president, but we've never had someone of this magnitude refuse to cooperate with an investigation. Oh, well, in that case. Okay, understand, number one, it's wrong. Hillary Clinton, under the threat of subpoena, destroyed 33,000 emails that the authorities were asking for. Does that sound like cooperation? The answer would be no. No, not even a little. Never mind that cooperating with an investigation doesn't traditionally shield you from prosecution. Okay, if you kill your spouse... The cops don't let you get away with it because you cooperated with the investigation. Believe me, Jenny's been looking into it for years. But that's the racket here. So now comes this big turnaround. But bigger than even the revelations about Trump are the revelations about Merrick Garland. Okay, so listen to this. New York Times publishing a piece about the Justice Department's handling of the Hunter Biden investigation. Uh, Both Attorney General Merrick Garland, U.S. Attorney Weiss have testified or claimed that the latter had free reign to charge Hunter Biden for any criminal acts uncovered in the investigation he was conducting. So they're talking about IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley. Okay, Merrick Garland and Attorney Weiss, they, they testified. They said, nah, Shapley could do whatever he wants. Nobody's interfering. More than 20 paragraphs into the story, though, the New York Times states that, but in mid-22, Mr. Weiss reached out to the top federal prosecutor in Washington, Matthew Graves, to ask his office to pursue charges and was rebuffed. According to Mr. Shapley's testimony, the report adds a similar request to prosecutors of the Central District of California, which includes Los Angeles, was also rejected. Mr. Shapley testified. A second former IRS official who has not been identified yet told House Republicans the same story. That episode, this is the Times now, was confirmed independently to The New York Times By a person with knowledge of the situation. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. The New York Times is reporting that its sources have told them that the investigation into the Bidens was denied in the Central District of California. And they further go on to say, while Mr. Weiss had the authority to pursue leads that led to jurisdictions other than his own in Delaware— The department's practices dictated that he secure the approval and cooperation of the U.S. attorneys in those districts before proceeding. There are now three independent sources, the two whistleblowers and The Times' third, confirming, all stating that A.G. Merrick Garland lied to Congress about his testimony.
0: He should be behind bars.
3: Okay, this is a guy who was denied a seat on the Supreme Court by Donald Trump. That upsets people emotionally. The Supreme Court is quite a high honor. It's a big thing. It's a major life achievement. It's a historic position. You know, it's something that very few people on this earth will ever get to do. I do not doubt that if you are Merrick Garland and you were denied a seat on the court, not so much by Trump, but by Mitch McConnell and the people in power who held the Senate majority in the election year of 2016— Barack Obama did push for a confirmation hearing when that seat opened up because everybody in the world was convinced that Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. Wrong. So the Democrats didn't push because they were like, ah, we're going to win this anything. We'll just put the justice through afterwards. What's the big deal? But what ultimately happened is they lost the election. That loss, okay, meant that Merrick Garland wouldn't be on the court. Merrick Garland obviously felt some type of a sting from that, was obviously let down, as anyone would be, but was then given the role of attorney general, and was given the task of looking into Donald Trump, and was given the task of fairly investigating Joe Biden, the guy who appointed him, and looked right into the camera with a straight face and said, I am not personally affected by any of this.
6: Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
3: We're now told that he not only was emotionally affected by it, but he was physically affected by it because he denied people access to further investigate the Bidens while authorizing an FBI raid on a sitting president of the United States. So do you get it? Guy who gave him the job, free pass. Guy who denied him or whose party denied him a seat on the Supreme Court, unprecedented first time in the 246-year history of the country, federal indictment and raid on his home. That's a two-tiered system of justice. And what I'm saying to you is for the New York Times to be calling it out is unprecedented. Okay, the New York Times is a human shield for the Democratic Party. The New York Times ran the Russia probe, the Russian hoax to the moon and back ran with one anonymously sourced bombshell after another. None of them proved to be right, but they were all too willing to do it with no regard for the impact it would have on society. But at the end of the day, the New York Times realizes it needs some shred of credibility if it's going to continue to sell papers, if it's going to continue to influence public sentiment. They need to own this Biden story a little bit. Just the same as they acknowledged the Hunter Biden laptop was real after the election, after the election, once they got their way, because that's what this is about. It's about influencing public sentiment in the next election. It's about continuing to have some shred of integrity. The New York Times knows the Bidens are corrupt. They know the Bidens got a free pass. OK, they'll report on that because at some point covering for this corruption becomes a liability for them. And that's where we find ourselves today, a paper that is literally a human shield for the Democratic Party is being forced to step to the right and let them handle a little bit of incoming fire. Do I think they're going to be calling for his impeachment or a bigger investigation? No, no question. I don't believe that's going to happen. But I believe this admission, okay, by The New York Times is all the proof you ever need that there's a scam that's going on right now in the White House.
0: I'm telling you, that boy's a genius.
3: The show, not afraid
6: to call out both sides of the aisle.
0: He's the other side's worst nightmare.
6: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Here's the clip again. Joe Biden being asked outside the White House a few hours ago whether or not he was involved with his son's business dealings. This is clip two.
0: How involved were you in your son's Chinese
5: shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? No,
3: were you I, I involved? I, I were, were you? No! <laughs> You're a bald faced liar. A liar. IRS whistleblowers saying they weren't allowed to investigate, which means guess what? He was involved. <laughs> <laughs> the shakedown message that emerged today is so fascinating. Okay, Hunter Biden. This is unbelievable. Crazy. Craziness. This is unearthed by the whistleblower. I'm tired of this, Kevin. I can make five million in salary from any law firm in America. If you think it's about money, it's not. The Bidens are the best at doing exactly what chairman wants from this partnership. Please, let's not quibble over peanuts. I got to tell you, man, peanuts. Five million dollars is what Hunter Biden is calling peanuts. If you don't think those are the words of somebody who's shaking people down for big money, you need your head examined. I think he's got a point. (laughs) It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are thrilled to talk to this next guest. He's a hell of a guy. Although I got to tell you, I think he's a little nuts because he's trying to leave Miami. Miami. For Washington DC what are you thinking man we're talking about Miami mayor Francis Suarez hey buddy
2: hey Jimmy how you doing I'm feeling a little nuts right now for that for that same reason it's all good
3: <laughs> yo I've been to Miami I've been to DC this is like dumping Kim Kardashian for Kim jong-un
2: <laughs> yeah something like that listen it's uh it comes from a very deep uh, sort of a sense of obligation to mm-hmm. get involved in the conversation a conversation that I think everyone can acknowledge is quite toxic mm-hmm. um, it's quite divisive in our country and you know what we've done in Miami is so special as you said mm-hmm. you know that it I believe it can be scaled nationally because I think the things that we've done can be done at the national level uh, to create a generation of prosperity I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that the country that they inherit Uh, for my generation is one that they're going to have the maximum opportunity to be prosperous in.
3: All right. That's fair. But was there a percentage of you that just felt left out because everyone in the world is running for president this year?
2: (laughs) Yeah, huge percentage. (laughs) I just felt, you know, we needed we needed a Hispanic candidate, uh, which which we don't have in either party. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Twenty percent of the country. And I think it's it's one of those three buckets that I think as a candidate, I can potentially bring. To the table, you know, one of them being obviously Hispanics, the other one being young voters, which Mm -hmm. voted 26 percent more for Biden, which is pretty hard to imagine that young voters, voters under 30 are voting for Biden uh, over -hmm. over over the former president Mm -hmm. And, and then people in cities, as you know, you know, most cities are blue. And Miami, even Miami, the year before I got elected was what voted 30% for Hillary. And last year, after I got reelected by 80% or close to 80%, they went 10% for Republicans. That's a 40 point swing. And I think that's based on my policies that have, that have, you know, changed Miami into what it is.
3: No, uh, listen, I, I think everybody likes Miami. I think this is a very pro-Miami crowd, although I don't know that it's a pro-Dolphins crowd. I'm not going to lie to you. It's got a lot of football fans. I was just
2: at Dolphin Stadium. I was just at Dolphin Stadium now because we're getting the uh, World Cup 2026. Oh, and go. I know you know that we also got Messi. Yes, we did. Uh, and we won that worldwide competition. So I think that's uh, significant of how Miami's positioned in the world, not just in America.
3: No, there you go. Maybe, that, maybe that'll take the sting out of the NBA Finals for the locals.
2: Oh, man. You really got to go there. I have. Listen, listen. I think we listen. Yeah. My candidacy is like the Miami Heat. You know, we, we we punch above our weight and we hope to get uh, <laughs> far along. And, and, well, and, and with one slight difference. Right. We want to win.
1: OK,
3: well, listen, if you are the Miami Heat, though, that would align with what a lot of people are saying in the press is that you might actually just be running for VP to come in second. Uh, is that something you giving any consideration to? Or are you still in I'm in it to win it mode?
2: I'm totally in it to win it. Uh, I think what I have to offer the country is unique and different. And I think as the country gets to know me, um, you know, in the the times that I've crisscrossed across America and gone to different cities and and the Mm -hmm. first four primary states, they want to know more and they want to know why my skill set translates to being an effective president. You know, no mayor's ever successfully made it all the way up and Mm -hmm. and no Hispanic has ever become president. So I think this is a watershed moment in the history of our country where we can make history and create uh, an opportunity Uh, for someone who's different, who looks different, sounds different, who has a different set of ideas on how to solve some of the big problems that we have in our country.
3: All right, fair. We're talking to Miami Mayor Francis Suarez. He is running for president on the Republican side of the aisle. Uh, he apparently received the same group on in the mail as the other 931 people, uh, which is good. <laughs> anybody, anybody who wants to help the country, uh, we appreciate and admire. Um, what do you do in your home state in terms of, you know, obviously there's so much national attention being given to the governor of Florida. How do you draw sure, a distinction sure, sure. between you and DeSantis?
2: Well, I think we're different uh, from a personality perspective, without a doubt. Uh, I'm certainly a people person. And, you know, from my perspective, I think when you think about the major problems. In our country inflation being number one right the poor are getting poor and you have a situation where you have biden you know where you know statistics will show that you know homelessness is up and his administration will say 10 sales are up mm-hmm. you know like that's what they'll focus on so it's 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 you know it's, it's a bizarre situation where they're trying to paint a pretty picture mm-hmm. of a very ugly situation but are you um, wait? Where, are you, but you know, are you
3: then saying florida's not thriving under his leadership
2: Oh, no, Miami and Florida are thriving under, well, Miami's thriving under my leadership. Mm-hmm. I think Miami's the bellwether for for, for Florida, mm-hmm. right? I mean, people are talking about Miami. Um, we're, we have the lowest unemployment in America. Uh, we have the highest wage growth in America and the highest tech growth in mm-hmm. America. So I think we are the model. Um, and, and so that's what I want people to focus on, because I think that's what's c- going to create generational prosperity. It's going to create prosperity for their children. Mm-hmm. We have to position our country to deal with... Uh, the looming opportunities and the looming threats that are in front of us.
3: Fair, um, but are you then saying that DeSantis is kind of getting uh, statewide credit for local achievements in Miami, meaning, meaning, like, is is, is this an instance you know, where I, he's benefiting from your achievements?
2: Look, I, I don't, I don't spend my time talking about other candidates, Jimmy, okay. because uh, you know I have a limited amount of time on your show. Fair. So I like to talk about what I've accomplished, uh-huh. and I like to talk about my vision. Because I think that that's what voters really want to know. I mean, whenever he's on your show, he's going to want to talk about his accomplishments, or and he has done some good things. I'm not going to sit here and say he hasn't done anything that's that's good. I think he had a good COVID policy, mm-hmm. uh, and in line with you know many of my COVID policies, which made us. Uh, in Miami, the number one in uh, pandemic recovery in the nation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look, there's there, there's symbiosis on a lot of issues, and then there's differences on other issues.
3: Yeah, fair. And, and I would say this as it pertains to COVID. I've been to South Beach a lot. Uh, there are much worse things to catch in South Beach than COVID. <laughs> Let's play some, oh, yes. Play some defense out <laughs> th- there.
2: Th- th- thankfully, that's not my city, but yes, you're right about that.
3: So have you spent, let me ask you this, uh, have you spent the last 24 hours studying up on the Uyghurs?
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny. That was the first time I had ever heard uh, the, what I always thought was Uyghur uh, pronounced in that way. And and, and the uh, host, who's kind of a, a gotcha guy, uh, you know, didn't give me any context, right? It wasn't like he said, well, what, how do you feel about the Uyghur uh, issue in China, where, you know, the minority Muslim population is being put into concentration camps, and it's a human rights violation. It was just more like, what do you think about Uyghurs? And I've Frankly, had never heard it. I mean, it's on me. I've taken responsibility for for never having heard that pronunciation of the word. I've talked to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have heard it that way. But uh, you know, you 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 know, in a campaign, you're going to have your moments where there are gotcha moments, and you just sort of got to laugh it off and and get you know better and 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 certainly uh, accept it when you when you get hit.
3: Well, let me ask you this: is there is there a policy or a vision for how you deal with it? Because I think one of the challenges this country faces, and it's one of the reasons, like to be honest with you. I don't think it bites you in the butt at all, you know, whether it was a genuine yeah, yeah. mispronunciation. Like, honestly, I don't, whether yeah, it's a genuine mispronunciation or well, not. Well,
2: I think it was. I mean, if you heard the, if you would have heard the interview, you would have seen it. I mean, yeah, it was, no, no fair. 20 minute interview with him, 19 minutes were phenomenal. Yeah. About, you know, the, the nuclear triad uh, and a variety of other uh, of really serious issues. Of course. Of and, course. And, 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 and that became the story as it often is. When, yeah. Now, every, everyone. Something...
3: It's, it's like being an NFL referee. You make 3,000 correct calls a week. <laughs> if there's yeah, one they don't like, true. yeah, that's the only one you're going to hear yeah. about. But what I'm saying that's is. Right. I think I think we're in this precarious spot because one of the reasons most people in the country don't actually pay any attention to what's going on with the Uyghurs is because all of the corporations in this country that are lecturing us about oppression are doing that's business right. in China where people are oppressed.
2: Uh and that's absolutely right. And 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 look, having been, uh, you know, have my parents having fled a communist country themselves, mm-hmm. right? I understand what the communists do. They don't believe in religion. Uh, they systematically uh, you know, repress human rights. Uh, they do the kinds of things that, that they're doing in China, putting them in concentration camps, uh, you know, ordering that, that they be shot on demand if they try to escape, uh, trying to dilute the minority population. I mean, there's a lot of things uh, that the Chinese do that that, that, that that, frankly, the Cubans do as well in terms of repression after the July 11th protests in Cuba. Um, there were systematic beatings. You know, the Biden administration said they were going to do something. They, they've done nothing. And look what look what's happening in Cuba. It's gone from a from a military spy base to now they're saying that they want to uh, make it into a training base for the Chinese, just 90 miles off our shore.
3: That's nuts. We're talking to Francis Suarez, the Mi- Miami mayor. Uh, we're having a damn good time doing it. Uh, some kind of Amen. lightning. Amen. Uh, What do you make of Joe Biden? Do you look at him and think this guy is – obviously we're not physicians. We're not going to issue a diagnosis from afar. But do you look at him and feel like, you know, he might not have as many innings left in him uh, as we need out of a starting pitcher?
2: I think he's almost a better comedian than you are. I mean, it's like – I think yesterday – I think yesterday, I think he said, you know, that Putin was losing the Iraq war. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it, it, there, there's daily material. <laughs> it's um, you know, it's, But listen, uh, he, I hold on. Walk, I want to interrupt you. He can't walk on a stage. Yeah. Um, you know, I did my first video as a running video because I wanted to highlight uh-huh. the fact that I was young, that I was forward looking, mm-hmm. that I was fit. Um, and I think that that our president should embody all of those characteristics.
3: Imagine that. I I, I was trying to defend. Imagine, B-
2: imagine that.
3: I was trying to defend Biden though, because if Putin really is losing the war in Iraq, then it'll be easier for Biden to save the Queen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Biden said That's last true. week he wants to save the That's Queen. True. She's she he did. Yeah, he this. Did. I think the odds of her being <laughs> saved just went up. Does Biden think we're well, playing listen, Super listen, Mario listen, Brothers, where you got to save the princess?
2: My son has has guaranteed me that the only thing that he'll lobby me for is a puppy. (laughs) Okay, so maybe he's trying to distract us from, you know, he's he's trying to focus on Great Britain, focus on uh, Iraq, uh, anything but but Russia or, or. But
3: is it is the puppy from Ukraine or China?
2: Well, it, it might be uh it might be from uh, you know, some of the depressed parts of China that uh that I had a hard time understanding. I don't know.
3: <laughs> you didn't have to answer that one. We're talking to Francis Suarez. Okay. He deserved better. Uh what do you make of the okay. hullabaloo on I the I did r-
2: deserve better, you but that's
3: did. okay. No, nah, we're having fun, man. What do you what do you make of the Before hullabaloo? Within the party, okay, um, You know, there's a lot of talk about, well, if, you know, Trump actually gets found guilty of mishandling classified information, we should all sign a pledge to pardon him. Uh, Would you pardon a convicted Donald Trump or do you still need to see more about the case before you make a declaration one way or the other?
2: You know, I I understand the press's desire to sort of jump a few steps. I think first you have to acknowledge that, you know, everybody in this country is innocent until proven guilty. It's a little thing called constitutional rights. And he has every right to to go through that process. He's going to be judged by a jury of his own peers. And I think people are very frustrated at what they see as an unequal administration of justice, particularly given everything that we hear on Hunter Biden, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that there's 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 that frustration, which is why when he gets indicted for the second time, and there's two other looming potential indictments, you see his poll numbers go up, yep. right? So that's that that is 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 real. Mm-hmm. Uh, the media has a very hard time understanding that. And I think what my, what I want to do is give people a, a, a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, say, hey, look, there's there's an option here for someone who can grow the party, for someone who can tackle the real issues that have been multi-decade in this country, who has a unique skill set to do that, and someone who's unifying and demonstrating an ability to unify people and create a positive vision for the future. That's what I think is the special ingredient of being able to offer that to the country in a way that can hopefully uh, make them fall in love with with a different alternative
3: dude if i'm you i'm just showing videos every campaign ad is just chicks on rollerblades in south beach like, who's, who is running your campaign? i don't like,
2: think my wife i don't i don't think my wife would be cool with that. This, but it's
3: night. not about her like my wife would get it okay <laughs> you're running you're running miami okay there are whole songs wife, about it
2: my my wife
3: is Cuban, man. No, no, I got, that's true. She's a passionate woman. You're going to have an issue when you get home. I understand. You don't want to mess with that. All right, you got uh, to place. You got to play some defense. You and the Dolphins. Um, listen, man. That's right. I appreciate talking. Got a good to you. Corner now, so we're good. <laughs> we things things are on. looking up. Things are look, Listen, you might yeah, be the quarterback know, if they if they don't take care of Tua. You might be co- quarterback of the Dolphins for this team. I don't team
2: know game. that. Listen, if they can't take care of Tua, I'm not sure that I want to get myself back
3: there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one, and I'm going to give you this. Do it you want with it, um, Sema, it, it's actually a serious question. Um, one of the pollsters I was talking to here at Fox, off the air, yeah. was was telling yeah. me that the big challenge DeSantis is actually facing, and the reason he's not closing a gap on Trump, despite the money, is that he has a likability problem in personal relationships. Yeah. Do you know yeah. of that? Yeah. I mean, this is just speculation yeah. now,
2: but do you, have you heard of that? Yeah. Is that a thing? I think, I think that's that's common knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, for me, uh, part of why I ran is because I, I, you know, if you're not the former president, you're probably, you know, fairly well known and and what I would consider to be unexciting. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you want to be the unknown, exciting option. And I think what we're hoping for is to hit the debate stage on August 23rd. I'm asking people to go to my website at com and donate a dollar mm-hmm. so that they can, uh, you know, get me to the debate stage. You got have to have like 40,000 unique contributions mm-hmm. and 200 from 20 states, and that gives you eyeballs and volume. Yes. and then you've got to perform right you've got to you've got to convince people that you have something special and different that you are personable mm-hmm. that you are loyal you know things like that which are important characteristics uh you know for, for and that you could by the way build relationships when you when you you know in foreign policy since we're talking about foreign policy mm-hmm. you, know, you have to be able to build relationships so the united states relationships abroad are in tatters mm-hmm. uh, and that's because we haven't been a good friend to our allies.
3: Well, listen, that's going to change once we win this war in Iraq. And you know it and I know it. We just got, <laughs> we just got to be. Well, uh,
2: assume, assuming the queen
3: saves us. Of <laughs> so I'm packaging you to my listeners this way. OK, uh, a, a very successful mayor of Miami who is a uh, has off, all the achievements of a governor DeSantis, but a more likable and relatable personality, because I don't doubt my listeners uh-huh. really enjoyed you.
2: I'll take that packaging.
3: All right, there you go. I can't quite give <laughs> you a go, Dolphins, well. but I really enjoyed this. We'll okay. do. It, we'll do it again soon, my man. Thank you, brother.
2: That'll be fun, brother. You All got right, it. got it. Go well.
3: There he goes, Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, who wants to leave Miami for D.C. What an idiot! I don't know. I actually enjoyed the conversation. Enjoyed the candor. Check him out. Visit his website if you are so inclined, and stick around. We got another break after this.
6: It's the show that never hits the books.
0: I love the poorly educated.
6: You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
0: As you know, two weeks ago, Crooked Joe Biden ordered his top political opponent arrested. Oh, who is that opponent? Oh, it's me. Oh, fool. Right in the middle of a presidential campaign that his opponent is winning by a lot think of this one. This wasn't in the book. This wasn't in the playbook. But because the public is really smart, my numbers went up every time the radical left Democrats, Marxists, Communists, and fascists indict me. I consider it a badge, a great, great, beautiful badge of honor and courage <laughs> because I'm being indicted for you.
3: Man, oh boy, what a wild time to be alive. <laughs> That's Donald Trump. It's not wrong though. The indictments have driven up his poll numbers, and one of the reasons I, I mentioned this with Francis Suarez a moment ago is we're being told by internal pollsters that people are telling them they they don't actually, for whatever reason, align with Desantis's personality. Now we're out to the Desantis team about doing an interview on the show. I feel like it's been over a year. We haven't gotten a yes back yet. Obviously, they have other big priorities and stuff like that. But I'd be very interested to see if we can do this interview if for no other reason than, you know, Francis Suarez, for whatever we think of the guy, whether he wins, loses, becomes the VP or goes on Dancing with the Stars, is very likable in the interview. Okay, and that type of candor does go a long way in politics. But a lack thereof also becomes a huge detriment if you just look like a stiff. Something Trump spoke about yesterday in New Hampshire. It's clip twenty nine.
0: In New Hampshire, we have a 47% to DeSanctimonious with 13%. And by the way, he's holding holding an event right now, which is considered not nice, you know, because candidates go through. It's not really nice, but he's holding an event right now to compete with us. There's only one problem. Nobody showed up.
3: Oh, man. (laughs) I'm sure there were some people there. Trump does like to exaggerate, and DeSantis is drawing big crowds. He's just not making huge gains in the polls. Now, all of this changes when they get on the debate stage and there's live ammo. And obviously there's going to be more developments in the Trump saga between now and then. The first primary ballot, the first caucus doesn't start till January of 2024. But it's an interesting time in the Republican Party as more people jump in. We'll tell you who's running next tomorrow. Until then, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a